Hello, it's been a it's been a hot sec. I um, wanted to just see what you've been up to during uh, these times. Uh, um, how how have things been going? They, you know, I always say when people ask how have things been going in quarantine, I say I'm still alive, and that's what that's matters. That's good. Yeah, that is that's very true. Um, although no, I I feel like that's a little more morbid. Like things haven't been horrible. I have a dog, so Ooh. that helps. Um. <laughs> uh, is this a new? Is this a new dog or? I got her just... literally right before quarantine. It was so like the universe aligned, and Christmas, which was like two months before quarantine happened, my parents gifted me a puppy, um, mm. and she is the light of my life. She's a little toy poodle named Rini, and she has just been like such a help during quarantine. I know there's like actual science out there that says. Dogs make people happy. They, like, mm-hmm. press the happy button in people's brains. And I can a thousand percent attest to that. Because, like, this little fuzzy face. My God, if she told me to go out and kill somebody, like, a hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No questions uh, asked. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to maybe send a photo through Discord, would you? Oh, this dog? as I mean, a matter I of would, fact, uh, I would be able to send a photo I, I'd love, I'd through love to Discord. See I have... <laughs> I'm that dog mom that has an album of photos just titled Rini on my phone. Mm. I love my dog so much. It has 500 photos in it. Oh, my God. I I have a severe problem. Okay, where's the cutest picture? No, that, that sounds normal. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah, no, having having pets uh, definitely, definitely helps for sure. Because, um, oh. Right? Wow. Look at that baby. Uh, She's on my bed behind me, just like, who are you talking to, Mom? <laughs> so how would you describe her personality? She is a prissy little poodle to a T. She doesn't mm-hmm. like getting her paws wet. It's <laughs> raining outside. She refuses to go outside. But she's also super energetic and just full of love. Like, her favorite place to ever be is just in my lap. She's mm. 100% a lap dog. But if she gets too much sleep, then she has the zoomies and she's like Uh, a little Tasmanian devil. Um, So she's a little frustrating sometimes. Like, you know, as you know, being a pet parent, one minute you're like, oh, my God, you're the moon of my life, my sun and my stars. mm -hmm. And then the next moment you're like, I could punt you (laughs) across a football field right now. Yeah. Like, uh, reminds me of our second cat, Sophie, who is extremely cute. But such a shithead. Uh, like sometimes I'm like, you know, you know, I could like, I never would, but I could like beat you in a fight, right? You know, you can't actually beat me in a fight because she really acts like it. She really loves to pounce and swipe. Uh, but she is, she's so cute. I could, I could never. It's like, oh man, if you were like a big bug, uh, <laughs> things would be very different. Things would be because so you're, different. But because you're such a cute, fuzzy little creature. Uh, all right. All right. I know. I'll, I'll allow it. Literally 20 minutes ago, after going to the bathroom outside, she came and wiped her dingleberry on my bed. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy. did you just leave shit on my bed? I, well, I, okay. Yeah. What, what else is it for? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, she just wiped her ass on my bed. Everything is for our pets convenience in their minds. That's, it's that's true. all. I, I live for my dog and she knows it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is they, they have that grasp on us. They're like, I know you love me, so I can do whatever I want. 
Yep. <sighs> and it's fine. It's a mutual understanding. Yeah. Um, well, when you uh, have free time, uh, what have you what have you been up to? Um, I've been super into Final Fantasy fourteen free trial up mm. to Stormblood right now. Um, <laughs> Got to plug that for all those listeners out there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and. Like when I used to work at Overwatch League, I got into over or to Final Fantasy fourteen because our work offices had like awesome gaming PCs and I'd never had or even played on a gaming PC before. And mm. I knew that Final Fantasy fourteen was an MMO and I was like, Oh, well here's a computer I can use every day. I'll get into it when I have downtime at work. And a lot of my cosplay friends are super into Final Fantasy fourteen. And so once I started getting up in levels and like really dedicating myself to it, they invited me to their discord and they have me in their guild and now we play like every day together and the new expansion mm. is dropping in november and like there's fan fest and and it's such a wholesome community and it's also like a way to just chat with your friends like we pop in voice chat and do dailies and weeklies and raids and stuff so that's pretty much been my free time mm-hmm. is final fantasy 14 uh i have a, a bunch of friends who play it but i've never i've never dabbled myself um what would you say is like the the sort of tldr elevator pitch of what appeals to you about the game so much okay. so if you love final fantasy then this mm-hmm. game is for you because not only mm. does it pay homage to every final fantasy game um, but it has the writing team of some of the best Final Fantasies, mm. and it's an MMORPG that has a kind community, which is mm. why I've been so scared of MMOs, because I've heard, like, WoW is toxic, or, like, mm. things like that. But, I mean, my first week, you get, like, this little sprout icon over your head so people know that you're new. Somebody okay. came up to me in the city-state and was like, hey, are you new? And I was like, yeah, it's my first week. And they gave me 300,000 gil and said, welcome to Eorzea, <laughs> and then left. And I was like, what? Damn. Yeah, but that's not weird. That's completely normal. If you huh. go into a dungeon and you say, hey, I'm new here, they're like, okay, ask if you have if you have any questions. We'll take it slow. Let me know, like, oh, you play my old main. If you need any help with your rotation, let me know. Like, yes, there are some douchebags, because, like, it's a video game. There are going sure. to be assholes, but it's so rare. And usually if somebody's an asshole to a, like somebody who's new and you say like, hey, cut it out, people will back you up. They'll be like, mm. we were all new once, dude. Shut up. Like it's so it's like not only just a good Final Fantasy game, but it gives you such good vibes. Also, you can be a big titty cat girl. So oh, like, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. The trifecta, <laughs> right? Final Fantasy, yeah. a nice community and big titty cat girl. I mean, exactly. It's the perfect, uh, you know, cross section between what we all need to survive. <laughs> I yeah, every everyone who I know who plays it raves about it, and I've heard great things. And I can't say I'm I'm not interested. So I've never I've never done an MMO because for me I'm always like, oh god, I feel like I would put everything. I already put if I if I get really into a single player game, I put all oh, so much time into it. So I'm like, god, an MMO. <laughs> It's tempting, but I, I'm like, yeah. but I feel like if there was going to be one, it'd probably be that one, uh, just because of all the positive things I've heard about it. No. If it makes you feel any better, Matt said the same exact thing to me. He's like, I don't know, Mika, I can't do it. I'll never do it. I've been bugging him to play Final Fantasy fourteen for two years. Yeah. A month ago, he was like, I've cracked. 
And every uh, time I log on, I see him on. And I'm like, ha-ha, I've got you. Ooh, that'd be me. Or, like, that's what I feel about, like, you know, everyone's really into Monster Hunter, right? Like, I'm I, also really into oh, Monster Hunter. Oh, man. See, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I can't. But maybe, maybe one day. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's good. It's real good. I hear it's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean... There's, like, certain games, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Another big one that everyone says I'll adore, and I don't disbelieve them, and it's almost because of that that I don't play it, is Hades. Uh, I hear hear Hades is great, and I'm just like, I I don't know if I have time for that right now. I'm sorry. That's fair. uh, Yeah. Because I would just, if I get into a game, I don't know how, how familiar you are with, like, my habits, like, with stardew valley or have you seen any of my <laughs> exploits yeah. in in yeah. those yeah I'll, you go hard yeah i 100 percent. i'll go 100 mm-hmm. percent, and that just becomes all i do for days so knowing myself i've i'm like okay maybe maybe later in the year maybe later in the year maybe when i have a little more time or something i don't know yeah if you if you know that you 100 percent games i think definitely with things like monster hunter especially because it's like you can grind for every piece of armor and every oh. weapon if you want. Oh. Will it take ages? Yes. But will you feel super satisfied to see everything unlocked? Oh, yeah. Do you, oh, yeah, do you, you play that way? No, 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 okay, no, okay. no, no. Got it, um, got But it. I do have, like, my main weapon, and then I am an obsessive armor grinder, and mm. the desire meter is so brutal in monster hunter i mean i've killed like the same monster 15 times for one item damn damn yeah okay yeah it's it's one of those and and it's also like after you kill it and you don't get it it's just like gambling you're like one more one more time one more Ah, time this is it this is it (laughs) i see i see yeah going back to final fantasy uh Mm -hmm. what is your favorite final fantasy i I'm going to be called basic, but my favorite Final Fantasy is 7. That is not basic um, at all. I think 7. Thank I love you. I, I love 7. 7 is great. Favorite character in 7? Aerith, for sure. Oh, um, okay. Aerith is my favorite character. Uh, only, I actually, hot take, I really like Aerith's character more in the remake. Oh, okay. Um, I've, heard, I've heard that yeah. from people. She's she has a lot more personality because Aerith used to not be my favorite character. My favorite character used to be Cloud because I love emo soldier boys. I mm. love Noctis. I love Cloud. The more they grunt, the more I love them. Yeah. Um. But Aerith in the remake, they kind of fleshed her out and made her so more well-rounded. And they gave depth to why her personality is so bubbly and perky rather than have it just be like, aha, she, she's Aerith. Teehee, she's a healer. Mm. Um, and so I've like super super vibed with her more i've always been thinking about getting uh a lily tattoo mm-hmm. but after the remake i was like oh I, that's my next tattoo i'm getting a lily like nice for sure uh what what other tattoos have you gotten i only have one mm-hmm. um but i have a million planned mm-hmm. obviously because sure. one tattoo is a gateway drug yeah uh i have it's on my inner arm and it says go beyond on it is not technically a Hero Academia reference. <laughs> okay. It's, it's half a Hero Academia reference and half, like, it used to be, ironically, like, my personal mantra when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, like, go beyond, keep going, keep fighting, everything along those lines. But yeah. then after Hero Academia, I was like, 
oh wow okay you were validated you were like this is me (laughs) it's about me exactly exactly i was like i can go beyond i almost wanted it on my inner arch on my foot because the idea was like if i look down when i feel defeated i'll read go beyond oh okay but then i heard how painful foot (laughs) tattoos were yeah because of the nerves right yeah oof yeah so Yeah, uh, my my wife got a tattoo and she got another one. Yeah, it's I think she just wants more and more and more. Uh, they're cool. Like I I now you said you had a million planned. What are a couple that are like, ooh, uh, besides uh, the lily? Any other ones that right. are like I I really want this? Yes, um, the one that I've been planning since I was probably about ten is um, I'm gonna get the coordinates of Disneyland. And the coordinates of Disney World on mm. the left and right side of my body, like le- East Coast and West Coast. Um, That's cool. I was planning on getting them. I know it's going to suck, but I really want them on like the side of my ribs, like under mm. my arm. It's mm. going to fucking suck, but <laughs> that's really where I want them. And it's because, uh, yeah, so we grew up at, at Disney World. Every year my dad would do um, candlelight, which is like this Christmas festival thing where like Mm. one celebrity tells the story of christmas and there's a musical performance and like a choir and Mm. uh all of that and so he would be the narrator every year Mm -hmm. and we went to florida to disney world every year the day after christmas for like 10 years and we always had the same uh tour guide who is now my godfather because he's like such a huge part of our family because you yeah. spend like two weeks with somebody every day for 10 years yeah y- you get real close to them and then living in los angeles we used to go to disneyland all the time mm-hmm. and my first stuffed animal was a mickey mouse people used to call me mika mouse along with mika <laughs> so like disney and pokemon are like my two cruxes of who i am as a human so i was like those are my two havens disneyland disney world going on my body Oh, this has opened up a whole new avenue of Ooh. conversation because I'm a big Disneyland fan. Uh, yes. I, 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 I would, I've been to Disney World twice. I'd like to go more. I, but Disneyland, mm-hmm. you know, annual pass hold. I uh, same a, annual uh, pass holder. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting for the replacement. I'm waiting as soon as they announce. Here it is. I'm okay. Buying cool. it. Got it. You're yep. Right. Yep, Let me back shopping in. at the bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what are what is your favorite ride? Let's say Disneyland to start. Okay, uh, Land ride. Indiana Jones because it's only at choice. land. Good choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, second favorite though is Peter Pan's Flight. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. How about you? Uh, my favorite ride is Splash Mountain. Um, Ooh. And so rest I, in peace. Rest in peace. But we'll see. You know, I. I <laughs> I, I hope that they go balls to the wall with like design in, oh, in the new me one. Too. You know, because oh. I think I think Princess and the Frog is a cool cool idea, and let, let's be honest, probably a, a better theme than Song of the mm-hmm. South. Uh, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. let, let's let, you know, I I am really hoping that it'll be like um, how I feel about uh, like Cars, right? Where I I don't. I love that ride in the California right. Adventure. The cars, uh, um, what the it's fuck? It's like is... test track, but better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love that. I love the animatronics. I love that. So if they go 
full like awesome you know with the production you know mm-hmm. as much as i'll miss the charm of of the original you know i'm open to whatever they can bring and plus uh, it'll still be a disney world right they, they're not changing the one in disney world they are changing the one at disney world oh they are they were like we should just get rid of racism here <laughs> you know that's good so i can, yeah. can't complain yeah. can't complain they were yeah. like mm, maybe because i know it um for like ride changes i was a naysayer of the Guardians of the Galaxy ride because Tower of Terror used to be my favorite mm, Disneyland ride. Yeah. I was like, how dare you touch <laughs> yeah. my tower? But then I rode Guardians Escape and I was like, all right, this is dope. <laughs> yeah, I feel the exact same way because I love <laughs> Tower of Terror in Florida. Um, but that Guardians ride is sick. It's really it's good. Sick. Uh, and Tower's still in Florida. So best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do with uh, Splash Mountain. But uh, that would yeah. be my number. Uh, my number one, uh, Peter Pan. That's a good choice. Like I, you can also recite all of Peter Pan, can't you? I can. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it definitely holds a, a special place in my heart for that. But I just love the the production value. The look that you feel like you're in the boat looking down. Oh, yeah. it's so so good. Like. I normally, like, I, I, I like the dark rides. I mean, I love, like, pirates, mm-hmm. obviously. But, like, you know, like, the oh, simpler yeah. ones, like, you know, like, Pinocchio and, like, Snow White. I'm like, yeah, these are fun. But Peter Pan is one where I'm, like, genuinely kind of, like, in awe. Like, oh, yeah, this this is great. I love it. I love Flying it. over London yes. never gets old. That's, that's and my it's such favorite an part. old effect, too. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's clearly one of the older rides in Disneyland. But there's something so magical about it. I'll never forget... Um, we did grad night, you know, which is like the Los Angeles high schools for seniors. You get a night at Disneyland after a closing. Mm. Um, and I remember waiting in line for Peter Pan's flight because it's always like 70 to 80 minutes, even 90 during yeah. regular park hours. But in a park full of just like high school seniors, it was like 20 minutes. So I was like, done going. Yeah. Um, and there was just something that caught me about flying over London listening to the soundtrack knowing that i was going to college and growing up and i started sobbing the second (laughs) we hit over the city and like just imagine like baby mika as like the the boat is coming into the end of it like getting off the ride like breaking down because i'm like i'm an adult now (laughs) oh that's beautiful oh man um How about in World? What's your favorite ride in World? Oh, Expedition Everest. Oh. Hands down. I know it's a rare pick, um, but it's because I... So I love roller coasters. Yeah. There's not a roller coaster that's ever been able to scare me. Caveat, wood roller coasters scare the shit out of me. (laughs) Those are intense. Yes. Yeah. There hasn't been a modern roller coaster that's been able to scare me. It's not that Expedition Everest scared me, but I love that Disney World has something that's more thrilling than just mm. dark rides or snow white's mine carts what have you what have you yeah um and the fact that it goes backwards so fun mm, that's a good choice what about you <sighs> disney world uh i feel like i haven't gone enough to like really know uh that's but fair thinking back because god it's like 
It feels like that. It feels like I was there ten years ago. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> it wasn't ten years ago. It was like four or something. But because of pandemic, but it feels like it. It feels like that was ten. I feel like it's been ten years since I've been to Disneyland. It's been about oh same. It's been about a year or two. <laughs> you know, yep, like. Yep. But it feels like oh yeah, back in the pre-apocalyptic times. Um, <laughs> I was definitely there in Jan- like last January, and I'm like, wow, that was 15 years ago. I think my favorite in Disney World, just going off what I'm going off the top of my head, would be Tower of Terror. Then I, because yeah. I, oh, yeah. I love the effects in it, and like Guardians would be like my second favorite here. Uh, mm. So Tower of Terror then would have to be the one uh, in in Disney World for me, just because I still love the theme of it. And and in World, it it's the extended Tower of Terror because it's bigger, and you do that going through the hotel oh, track. Yes, yes, which um, I love. Which makes it even better. And it has the randomized uh, drops that the old tower didn't have mm. in Disneyland. I hate how much Disney lo- knowledge I have. No, I love like... this. Have, have you been to Tokyo Disney Sea? I have. Uh, oh. Did you ride the Tower of Terror there? I didn't. Oh. Is it amazing? It's, it's cool. I would say if you ever get the chance to go back, I would mm-hmm. say it's worth doing because okay. they do because you know I imagine just hearing hearing you you can appreciate just like craftsmanship even in the queue right yes, so like in the yes. line there's you know right even before the right they do this amazing effect with like a with I don't want to necessarily spoil it but it, it like okay. yeah before you go into the right there's just this amazing effect they do and you're like everyone is like whoa like you know when it happens so. Like, oh. and the ride itself is pr- probably more similar to, like, uh, Florida than, say, Guardians. Like, it's, it's like a mm-hmm. haunted, what was it, like a haunted museum, kind of? And it's like this, this archaeologist got all these artifacts or whatever, and they're cursed. <laughs> it's that sort of thing. So it's fun. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But I would say for, like, a, like, almost like a completionist, like, you should do it. Uh, I need to. Like, that's... Go. When I was in Tokyo Disney with my parents, we went on a family trip to to Japan. They were about to throw me into the ocean because <laughs> the whole time I was like, "This is different than the world and land. This is different. Oh my god, new content, new Disney content." Because for me, somebody who goes to world and land so often, yeah, the fact that there was new Disney content I hadn't experienced yet, I was mm. losing my mind. I was like, "What do you mean? There's like leagues under the sea rides and." I yeah. was in Agrabah, and, like, that was really cool. Oh, my God. And Did just, you ride the Sinbad ride? I didn't. We got... The sad thing oh. is we had to split our day between land and sea. I see. Okay. Hilarious. Um, but we got there at night, and a lot of things were, like... Like, all the meet and greets were done at Disney Sea, which I was like, oh, I wanted to meet Jasmine. Mm. But um, I, I'm going back for sure. Like, the first thing I'm going to do once Japan is letting foreigners in is, like, go to japan for three months yeah that's <laughs> how like, a lot of me and my friends feel that way too like as soon as we're able we're just fucking going let's just go let's go oh yeah uh, i'm gonna be like here's my passport don't talk to me goodbye i'm out uh, uh next time you go to disney sea sinbad it's it's a musical dark ride uh oh it, it's it's all like it's alan Menken, like you know music uh uh-huh. but it's all original in Japanese, and it, it's like the adventures of Sinbad, and uh, it's great animatronics. Like, Ooh. like the songs are great, like and fully sung throughout. It's just like this whole story. Highly recommended. I was so 
charmed and there was like no wait time on it like you can kind of almost basically walk in like uh, hell yeah you gotta do that uh did you do uh journey to the center of the earth yes we did yeah. that was the the outside just the craftsmanship and the architecture and yeah. oh my god i tokyo disney sea is just a, a chef's kiss of what technology and, and imagineers can do mm-hmm. it's so it's so beautiful and just well thought out and it's just so cool to see something because a lot of the lands and worlds are pretty much mimicked everything looks the same you know you got mm. your adventure land you got your fantasy land what have you what have you yeah but since disney sea is like a different product entirely it's just it's so cool another thing i'd recommend did you did you go on did you go on the big boat no we did not go on the big boat i would say uh go like eat eat dinner or lunch on the big boat because it's really good food actually uh and at and if you can get on, get on there at night you can just walk around on top of that big boat and just take pictures and it's it's really beautiful so at cool. night and you get a very nice view of of the park as well so uh, also, yeah. next time we get to go back to Tokyo Disney, the new Beauty and the Beast ride is open. Oh my which, god, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, I've never been to Disneyland in Tokyo. So uh, oh. next time we go, I want to do that because that ride looks amazing. I... I'm obsessed with the new magnet technology. The fact that the Beast and Belle are dancing and you can't see any mechanisms yeah yeah <laughs> oh did you ride the poo so ride much. there no is it amazing i haven't been i hear it's great oh right yeah yeah, yeah. uh i right. get, that's an exclusive ride there so uh, is the ratatouille ride until they bring it to world which they oh, are oh okay i didn't know about that um, yeah there's like it's it was the first trackless magnet ride mm, okay yeah. is that is that mickey mini ride there now in world yeah it's pretty fun i would like to ride that as well uh as much as i'll miss what's it called the great movie great movie ride right is that what it was called yeah great great movie ride yeah that was that that one scarred me for life yeah because the alien drooled on me when i was a kid (laughs) um when they still had it actively drooling goo i think it's been defunct for like two decades sure but it, it drooled on me when i was like a little little kid and i was like cool never doing that again <laughs> that's horrible i'm scarred this is the worst <laughs> that's funny oh uh, man that and the dinosaur ride oh the, the, the dinosaur ride yeah that one i did not know because when we went i maybe the first time i was just like we have some time to kill i'm gonna ride this dinosaur ride i'm sure it's just goofy and then it's intense i did not realize it was the indiana jones like like track or whatever so i was like fuck this is intense for uh disney's dinosaur uh i uh was just tall enough to ride it i was probably 10 or 11 and my tour guide was trying to tell me like this is intense it's a little scary but i didn't want to just stand outside when my parents want so i was like no i'm i'm brave i can go Mm. bitch why did i do that (laughs) i still can't ride it to this day i haven't ridden it since because i'm still scared that's funny Uh, i'm an adult (laughs) you should you should conquer your fear uh one day yeah 
Um, another thing I wanted to bring up uh, yes. is because I know we're big, we're both big Love Life fans. Um, yes! <laughs> I finally watched all of the anime, uh, oh. which I had not done before. Um, and I fucking loved it. I don't know. Have you seen all the anime? I have. I have you watched. Did you watch, uh, Nijisaki as well? I did. I watched, I watched all of it. All the movies, all yes. the shows and everything. Yes. Uh, yes. It is so good. Now, it's do so you, good. did you, are you current with the Nijisaki? I'm not. I'm not current. I'm mm. like, oh no, why? What happened? Oh, oh no. no, no, no. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Oh, okay. I, okay. Okay. I know um, since, since we last talked, Nijigasaki is a new thing, but. Uh, it is. I am about six episodes in. I've, no, I've seen everybody's intros. Okay, okay. And then I, and then like pandemic hit real mm. hard and I, I stopped watching every week, but I know I need to binge it, but I have been playing the mobile game, so I do have like best girls. <laughs> so you, so you play all stars then? Yes, I do got play all stars. Got it. Who is yes. your best Nijigasaki girl? Okay. Now, this may be shocking. Okay. Because when a lot of people look at me, uh-huh. and if so, actually no, I'm gonna see if you can guess my favorite Nijisaki girl because my two best girls in uh, Muse and in Aqua are Nozomi and Mari. Okay, I knew I knew Mari. I forgot Nozomi. Okay. Yes. Let me pull up the girls. So you want me to guess based off want, that information? Based. Based off of that information, can you guess who my favorite is? Uh, hmm. Is it, uh, hmm. Who would be the, there's like a couple. Okay, my first guess, Karin? See, that is the exact, that's exactly what I was hoping you would say. Because at first when I saw her, I was like, oh, she's a model. I'm going to love her. Setsuna sniped me. Okay, okay, yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Thank she's you. Thank you. Same. Same. Same hat. Same hat. She that. is my uh, computer background, as I'm the one that I'm talking to you on right now. Um, mm. She is so good, she and I love great. her. Yeah. Uh, great songs too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like she's fucking great. Okay, but you have another one. Right. Another best girl. Yeah, you said two. Oh no, no you said two best girls, and referring back. Okay, but do you? Let's say. Let's yes. say. Let's say. Do you have a top three in Nijigasaki? Um, I would definitely say Karin is number two. She's great. Mm, okay. Um, I weirdly I like Emma. Okay, okay. I think she would be my third best girl. Yeah. Yeah, Emma's cute. Uh, Emma's cute. How about you? Who are your top three? Setsuna is my first. Hell yeah. Um, second, can you guess? Okay. Let's see. You like you like Kotori, don't you? Uh, not really, actually. She's not... Not she, really? Okay, okay. You, you, you want some background on, on my... Yes, I okay. need I need your other best girls. So, in in, in uh, Aqua, it's Rico, Ma, Rico Yohane, Mari. Uh, Interesting. And in Muse, it's uh, Ellie, Umi, Nico. Then I'm guessing you like I. I. Oh, the blonde, uh, the, the jokey one? Uh, yeah. Not top three. No. Not top three. Okay. Not yeah. top three. I guess because she was sporty, so I was thinking Ellie. You know. Mm. But let's see. Okay. Okay. Um. Do you like Ayumu? 
<laughs> she might be my least favorite, actually. No! Okay, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. Okay, uh, tell me who your best girls are. <laughs> uh, uh, my second is probably Kasumi. Okay, okay. Because uh, she's a shit. The really cute girl. Yeah. Or right, Kasumi is the one who's like always like, I'm the cutest and like trying to be like, yes. um, I love her because I always describe her as like, it's fucking like Daffy Duck as an anime girl. Like she's always like, I'm the best and everybody should like me. Um, and yeah, she's that's just true. Great. Uh, I like her. And then I also, I like uh, Rina a lot. Okay. All right. See? <laughs> okay. I'm, Rena is adorable. I was very skeptical when the first art came out for the new girls. Also, I was like, I can't do another love live. Like, I don't have it in me. Mm. I don't have the strength. Yeah. And then I watched the first episode and I saw Setsuna and I was like, ah, damn it. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. Um, but they, I like the backstory that and like the personality they've given her in the anime. Mm, um, yeah. It's very sweet. Yeah. Uh, you know who I actually love in the game, though? Who would actually Ooh. be in my top three is uh, uh, Shioriko. Uh, she... Oh, right. The the new one. Yeah. I I love her. Uh, she's great. She's uh, precious. Is yeah. she in the anime? She is not in the anime. Uh, okay. Uh, the anime has the protagonist character, which is interesting. Um, yes. But not no Shioriko. <laughs> Now I'm not oh. current on the game, so I'm not. I know there's like, there's like an American one, and there's like a, like a Chinese one, right? I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, there okay. are two new girls um, that are coming in. Which They're they very seem... very new. Yeah, they're kind of like antagonists, right, or something like that. Yeah, they're kind of like rivals. Although you know, the whole thing about this new anime is like we're all different but we can sometimes be an idol group but focus on our solos so i'm like how are they gonna make them rivals if they're not okay sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think the anime is going just a different different way it seems yeah which, which is interesting yeah. um yeah but i uh i when i watched through all the anime um i was just enraptured with especially sunshine i thought that <sighs> season was so fucking good um, and the movie was also really fucking good. Yeah, the movie was really good. I just I just loved it. Um, I am actually not current on the phone game because I just kind of fell off of it. And then it's it's one of those things where once I'm on vacation, I think I'm just going to go way back in. Like, grind like back to where I was. But, um, yeah, for, for now, though, I've been, I've been going into the, the shows. Um, now I like to give the guests an opportunity. Is there a topic that you would like to bring up or a question for me or anything like that, that you can think of? Yeah. Sure. Um, I am super, well, can I do, can I do both? Cause oh, I want to bring up a topic and I have a question for you. Absolutely. Um, so I'm super, uh, fascinated by, especially because like my whole crew in LA is like voice actors oh okay but i've only voice acted once i've only done it for a, a visual novel or a, a golf video game mm. um but i'm just so interested in because i went to i went to acting school and like i have t classical training mm -hmm. i took voice classes but how do you like craft your voices you know I, it's like mm. I, it's so different from me as like an actor who like takes a book but is still myself and i'm like okay i'm this character but i don't put an accent to it or like you know 
it's just I'm just so fascinated by the process. <laughs> mm, so the question is, how do I craft the voices? Yeah, like how how do voice act for dummies? <laughs> because I'm just, it's just so impressive and awe inspiring to me. Because it's just my brain doesn't work like that, mm. and it seems so fluid and easy to somebody like you, who's like some of the greatest voice acting I've ever seen in my life. So I'm like, how <laughs> how, how how do you make look easy, sir? Uh, you know, it, it's. It's it's funny. I I think a lot of it stemmed from uh, I just had a general interest in voice actors even before I thought I was going to be a voice actor. So there was mm. kind of that right. Like when I was a kid, I would I would like obsessively like uh, go memorize voice actors' names and like who they voice and recognize. I had an ear for recognizing who was who uh, in cartoons when I was a kid. And then um, the interest in voice acting stemmed from. Uh, I did a friend's radio play, and I really fell in love with the acting side of it. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, before that point, I I had, like, kind of a knack for, like, just doing different types of voices. I think it was just something I always played around with. Um, I, I, I think oftentimes people are, you know, intimidated by, like, well, I can't do, like, tons of crazy different sounding voices, but... A lot of it really just goes from, well, just play around a bit. Like, how do you sound if you... Also, a lot of it is also, what do the sides say? What do the sides say? Mm. What does the character description say? So mm -hmm. um, I often go, you know, usually start with age, uh, maybe focus on pitch, um, and then personality of, like, you know, well, if they're a crafty character, how do they talk? Um, and oftentimes it'll be, you can draw like inspirations from other performances you've heard, or sometimes you just go with instinct or you just mix it all together. Um, like, I don't know. It, I think part of the fun for me, even when just auditioning for something is, you know, sometimes they don't give you a whole lot of information on how they want it to sound. So you right. have to go entirely off of either personality description or sometimes just the lines, like, and going, okay, like, reading through it once, if I were this character, how would they naturally sort of sound? And just <laughs> right. playing with that. Um, and I also think a lot of it has been over time, just I've, mm. you know, got with more and more experience. Um, it's it's become, like, I, I kind of know, I always have, like, a gut instinct of how I think a character should sound, like, like when you play like a, a game with with no voice acting in it, like do you assign voices to the characters in your head? Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's a lot of it is just kind of like that, right? Like you know, before I was a professional actor, you know, I had a lot of fun like playing, um, uh, like Ace Attorney or whatever, Ace Attorney <laughs> or whatever, yeah. and going like, okay, like. Well, I, if if this had voice acting, I think this character would sound like this, and then mm -hmm. I would just you know do it out loud and uh, give those characters those voices, and uh, and that just sort of naturally was experience and practice in its own way. So yeah, like I, I don't know. I guess that's a long-winded way of going. <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> throw a lot of things together and see what works, but. Uh, I think I've also had like a gut instinct as well, just from 
I think one thing that will help is if you just expose yourself to a lot of fucking shit, like nerdy shit, right? Like game, <laughs> right. games, anime, cartoons, you hear so many different performances. Uh, so I think that can be very valid uh, experience on its own. Of just just listen to what other people are doing and go, oh, okay, like interesting. You know that that, yeah. that in itself can be sort of helpful. It's so interesting because um, as a part of my uh, degree as a part of the conservatory I went to we had to take dialects mm. uh, for a year so technically on paper I can do any accent if I break it down into IPA and look at it really phonetically and mm. and logically I guess yeah um so I it's the reason that this is so fascinating to me as somebody who studied dialects in such a like numerical binary way is mm. it's like you're like oh it's just the feeling and i'm like okay but how does it <laughs> break down an ipa you know what i mean yeah uh with dialects sometimes there is like a yeah i mean it, it can help very much to like just even basic breaking down of like okay like vowel sounds vowel sounds that sort of thing um, right i i never claim to people that i'm an expert on dialects i can go do you want like an approximation of a dialect or like <laughs> if it's a cartoon, it's like you don't care about actual authenticity to the letter on dialect. Like right. More of a feeling uh, like, I, I, you know, oftentimes like instead of going like British for a character, which I could like I have a, you know, I have a sort of grasp on. But I'm, I can't claim to be like, a, oh, yes, I know exactly, like, every single nuance to it. So it's like, instead of going British, go mid-Atlantic, you know? Go go for the yeah. go for the vibe of it. Uh, yeah. And that in itself can, like, uh, give the, get, come up, make, make it come across what you're going for. Instead of trying to focus on, oh, specific, like, gotta make sure I nail every single uh, idiosyncrasy of, of a dialect perfectly. Uh, because chances are, uh, unless they're a real, I don't know. I, I feel like most things are gonna be like, it sounds good. It sounds good enough. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll go enough. with that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you hear, fair. and then you hear some things where it's like, oh, they really didn't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, yeah. So you know. It's funny because like I I often beat myself up a lot when it comes to like. D and D and like doing accents or voices or or like you know putting a tone to a character and I'm like oh man that wasn't a hundred percent perfect like I'm uh, letting mm. my college professors down and then I watch shit like uh, the originals like the Vampire Diary show and they have a girl on there who's Australian doing quote unquote an Appalachian accent and I'm like you are just straight Australian <laughs> like you you have been employed for like eight years on this show. And you have not gotten dialect training at all. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, as long as you're trying, you'll probably be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're just, we're our own worst critics, you know? That's also true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the topic I want to talk about, yeah. which kind of ties into it, sure. is, you know, I'm obsessed with D&D. Mm. Have you fallen into the D&D rabbit hole yet? I have not. Uh, my oh. my wife has very hard. Oh. Uh, I would say, uh, I think it was during pandemic, uh, either during pandemic or, just, or or right before pandemic, maybe. Uh, she was like, 
oh, it seems fun. And, like, you know, I have some friends who kind of want to do it. And that, and now it's, like, her absolute favorite thing in the world. Like, she, uh, you know, plays regularly, has a, a group, and buys the books and all the, all the shit. Like, she loves it. And I'm very happy for her. I... <laughs> hmm. I love board games. You know this. Fair. I love yes, board I do. games. Um, yes. But, and the D&D side, I think the biggest barriers to entry for me uh-huh. is I don't care about high fantasy very much. Now I know uh-huh. I, I know you can do other you know things but mm-hmm. but I think the other barrier to entry for me is actually uh, combat combat in when I've played I've played it once and okay. the combat didn't really do it for me uh, okay. Now, I know you're about to give me, like, five different things. Like, you could try this, 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 this. And I'm curious to hear. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not opposed. It's not like I'm like, I will not play D&D. But, right. Because, uh, you know, there are aspects of it that I think are really cool. Like, I would love to get into, like, the role playing mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. the whole, like, sort of building your or, like, following a story or a campaign. That is very interesting to me. Uh, like weirdly enough, as like I am, I am running my own homebrew Pokemon tabletop RP. Uh, so <laughs> that's incredible. It, but, it, but I, I, I just made all the mechanics myself. <laughs> like, uh, and so I, I don't even know. Like, I don't have anything to really compare it to. But well, yeah. As you did say, yeah. I do have some suggestions. Yes, the I would like to hear. Reason I them. bring this up is because. I've totally heard that, you know, barrier from a lot of people. I think that a good way to try and dip your toes into it to see if, like, maybe the more traditional D&D might be appealing down the road is I have a friend who homebrewed, like, a shonen <laughs> shoujo jump type of, like, Naruto hero academia mm. RP. Like, it's, it's, it's 5e. It's Dungeons Dragons 5e, but it's skin to be, like like hero academia yeah yeah um and doing like a one shot at a high level where combat's more fun because combat is not fun when you're like level two Mm. it is just not but it's really fun if you have like a lot of spells and you're like a spell caster and you're like level 16 Mm, okay then you're just like blasting shit and doing all this cool stuff sure um so one day we should get a cool like home game one shot group together with a bunch mm. of anime nerds that like tabletop games with like a homebrew type of thing. We can all be anime heroes mm. and and play a little because that's you know one shots are a lot more role playing too versus mm. combat. There's usually like a tiny fight and then a boss fight, you I know, see. and it's just about how we all interact as a group. But one day I think that could be a really fun thing. Oh, to do. I'm not opposed, <laughs> and I'm not even opposed. I, yeah, I, I think that would be fun, and I'm not opposed to, uh, like playing D and D again. I would absolutely play it again. Right. Uh, but I, I think there's, it's just like, there is an intimidation factor of like everyone who plays it has been playing it for like you know, ten years or whatever, like you know, mm. like forever since like they were kids and. Uh, just for me to be like, okay, but how does this like just the most basic, like. It just seems like I feel like I'd be slowing people down 
So oh it, no no no! Let me a- let you in on a little secret. What's up? Everyone who plays D and D forgets how to play D and D. That is the the most true thing I can tell you. Like even mm. Matt looks at the rule book. Okay, that's comforting like, to hear. <laughs> oh yeah, and like I've been playing for five six ish years now. Yeah, like regularly, and I'm still like checking my character sheet making sure I do something right, asking my DM if this is right. And then sometimes my DM has to look up to see if it's right. Mm. It's like, it's just about vibing with your friends and like fighting evil and having a good time. Like, you know, even if you have to ask, how do you, like, where's your hit points or like, what's my armor class? Like I've played games at a table where it was somebody's first time and it was like, somebody helped create D&D essentially, you know? Mm. And everybody's there just to kind of kind of like uh like Final Fantasy 14. Mm. Everyone's there to help. Sure, sure. And it it takes the intimidating factor away. I think it's just like going to Vegas, you have to play with the right people. You have to go to Vegas with the right people for it mm. to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I I do think also like you said having it be skinned a different theme would also mm, help yeah. me considerably because like, my wife loves the high fantasy stuff. She loves high fantasy. She loves vampires. She loves all that fantasy <laughs> stuff. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I, That's so fair. Uh, like, I, if, like, I, um, and I know this is possible, but if it, if it was just like, we're uh, chefs in a kitchen, or we're like, <laughs> like, like, that's, that's kind of why I love board games so much is because yeah. board games encompass so many different types of themes now you know as now that you're you know giving me the gospel of D, how into board games are you oh i love board games i i adore them um what are some of your favorites it was i'm super basic but it's only because it brings back good uh memories of college but i do love settlers okay um, yeah but I know that uh, Ticket to Ride was a game that I used to play all the time. I mm. College was my entry to board games because I hung out with fencers who were all freaking nerds. <laughs> um, and we would all hang out at the fencing house and it would be like board game night and like tabletop game night. Yeah. And so a lot of those collaborative um, or competitive games were the ones that I played. I played like, um, it's not called Pandemic. Epide- pandemic? Uh, no, pan- pandemic? Yeah, pandemic. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. pandemic. Yeah, we played like a lot of pandemic, Ticket to Ride, Settlers of Catan, stuff like that. Like, mm. what is a House on the Hill? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, uh, and I played one game for uh, Geek and Sundry, and I forgot what it was called now, but it had like so many mechanics and miniatures and coins and cards, and it was just like it was like a four hundred dollar. <laughs> card like tabletop game Mm. i was like jesus um but i love those i love those ones where you're like there for six hours and have to take a break because it's like this (laughs) huge campaign sure um but i would love some recommendations because i know that you are like the Um, pinnacle of board games yeah yeah i'll I'll gladly give recommendations and uh we should play in person sometime we should play yes like i i and i and i don't extend this uh invite just like willy-nilly i'm like if you're oh. if you're down, like we should play. Like this isn't like a, we should uh, we should uh, <laughs> grab lunch. We should grab lunch sometime. And, we should, we should get coffee. Yeah. <laughs> like for me, I'm so I'm so ravenous to in, to indoctrinate more people into board games. Like it is a serious like if you if you have the the the, the interest, 
I can show you the world of like I have a I have stockpiled this like all my friends are I'm like once this once it's safe the tidal waves are about to <laughs> pour out because I have amassed a, a literal pile of games I need to get played. Uh, yes. I, I'm going stir crazy. Um, but uh, recommendations. So you you like um, you like Catan. You like uh, Ticket to Ride, Pandemic. Now, do you find yourself liking cooperative games more, or do you like against each other, or do you not? Do you not have a preference there? Do you like any I, kind of game? I do love cooperative games just because mm. it's so rare that you're cooperating with people. Sure. Um, so I think that coming out of the pandemic, I definitely want to play more cooperative games rather than versus games. Let's see. Some ones right off the bat, I'm thinking if you like pandemic, there's one called Horrified. You ever heard of that? I haven't. Uh, it's very fun. It's basically a cooperative game where it's, uh, what are they, like the Universal Monsters? It's like uh frankenstein like wolfman like you're trying you're working as a group to to beat to like destroy them or whatever and so like each each monster operates differently and you're going around the board you're like you know trying to do accomplish the goals to kill each of them uh and it, it feels very pandemic in that way so horrified i think is a very and it's also very easy to get your hands and i think it's even at like target which target even has gotten <laughs> their board game selection has gotten nuts now if you were now you're a D person have mm-hmm, you ever heard of mm-hmm. gloomhaven i haven't you haven't heard of gloomhaven Ooh, now no. this is one this is deep dive this is like <laughs> like oh yeah this is an investment of time and money but if you uh, it's a it's a cooperative game very i get told a lot by people it's very much like dnd um, where you have you ever heard about what a legacy game is? Mm-mm. Legacy games are board games where uh, you play them over multiple sessions, like D anD D, and you have permanent mm. permanent consequences. So like it'll be like, all right, put this sticker on the board after this decision you made, or rip this card in half now that you've made Whoa. this decision. Yes, it's brilliant. So uh, Gloomhaven is a fa- fully fantasy uh, cooperative dungeon crawl game. Uh, you, you, you pick classes, you go through dungeons. There's like a hundred dungeons in the game. Uh, it, yeah, it's one guy made this game on Kickstarter, and now it is the most critically acclaimed board game, of, like probably of all time. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, now I suggest there's a new version of it called Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion, which I believe is, uh, it's like how to play Gloomhaven, so it's like a mini version where it's like, oh, there's like, I think like, like 30 dungeons or something. And right. you, you basically learn how to play it. And by the end of it, you're playing full Gloomhaven. Uh, so if you have any interest in all and like and know people who would want to play that, that's a great one. But also, if you've never played Legacy games and you like Pandemic, Pandemic Legacy, ima- oh. imagine Pandemic. But let's say you finish the game. All the like any time there were diseases on the cities, those are permanent. So like, Ooh. and uh, also the really fun thing about legacy games is they come with these boxes and envelopes labeled like A through Z, and they're like, don't open this unless this happens. So it's like you'll go through like the first session of the game. You play play the game once. It's like January or whatever. It's like all right, now open February's envelope, read what happens, and see what's inside the box. And it adds new mechanics and plot twists. 
so by the end of your experience, it's a completely different game. Like it, it Whoa. yeah. And like, uh, I won't spoil anything if you do play this, but there's like there's a season one, season two, season zero. Uh, but like season one, I've played and there's crazy bananas shit that happens. Like, like you will open a box and read it and you're like, no, what the fuck? Like, you know, like <laughs> and oh man. So I highly recommend that. It's still one of my favorite board game experiences for sure. Um, you've you've hooked me with that. Like the got me with what the concept of a legacy game is and then you drop the bomb that pandemic legacy exists yes. like i'm in yeah. i gotta play that that's it's, so cool it's a whole <laughs> genre like you said betrayal at house on the hill i haven't played this one yet but there's a betrayal legacy where i believe you play wow. through generations of a family like in the house like the haunted house or that's whatever that's so cool uh, i can't believe that this is like the first i'm hearing of this oh i'm gl- listen like i said spreading the good word i love spreading the good spreading word. spreading the good word yeah like uh they it's it's a whole thing now there's like uh risk legacy that was the first one uh there's have you heard of clank yes i've heard of it i haven't okay. played it though it's very good like have you ever have you ever played a um, a deck building game not like magic but like uh dominion you ever play like a deck yeah building yeah game? yeah 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 so clank is a deck building game where you're you're adding cards to your deck but you're using your deck to move through a dungeon like you play this card okay i can move my character a step and I play this, and I oh, I can attack a thing like, and use this to get more cards. It's it's very fun, but there's a legacy version of that as well that I've heard great things about, and haven't played yet because of pandemic, the yeah, real pandemic. pandemic. Uh, right, <laughs> not like, because of pandemic legacy. Yeah, like the um, the, the coronavirus. Yeah, so I'm I'm just sitting on a bunch of these, uh, a bunch of these games, and that's the thing about board games is like you have to play it with people yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh that's the one uh, fail safe there it's like oh you don't have people hard to play a board game but i'm very excited the fact that you know getting that juice in those arms i'm all juiced up i can start seeing friends and nice. you know sitting in friends laps isn't that the normal way to communicate with people you just slap your hand to their face i've i've forgotten yeah i think you just how, slap how to... them around just rub their hair just like you know <laughs> Just like, uh, yeah, all that I think is normal. All, all that. Lick their cheeks, right? Yeah. That's, that's normal human greetings. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if you uh, are, are interested and want to play, again, I'm, I'm always looking for more people to play with. And I feel like a lot of these podcasts, I've just been like, you like board games? We should play. Do you, we you, play. you, you want to come over? Yeah, we should play. We should, we should play. Yeah. We do live in the same city, so this is feasible. Okay. Well, let, let's do it. <laughs> Um, Let's do it. Yeah, um, yeah. We we're we're right around uh, the end point here uh, already. Like, hell I, yeah! Uh, Look at is, us. It's been a it's been a delight. Uh, thank you for sitting down with me. Um, to, oh my god! To thank you this. for having me. Absolutely. Uh, where can where can people find you? Uh, you all can find me at Mika Burton, uh, pretty much everywhere. I'm very easy and brandable. Um, but I also have a side account on Instagram that's at Mika Strides, and it's primarily where I put all of my horseback riding content. I'm also a part-time equestrian. Um, (laughs) so if that is at all interesting to you and you would like to see the very adorable, uh, black horse named boo that i lease um and all of our shenanigans head on over to there but other than that at mika burton on twitter at mika burton on instagram i don't really stream anymore because 
streaming killed my soul, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty. At much least you're it. honest about it. Oh my god! Somebody asked me on Twitter the other day, like, "Oh, Mika, why don't you stream anymore?" And I was like, "Um, because I like boundaries." And I'm sick of sharing everything in my life with the world and people that watch me do shit. So video games are for me now. No one gets to see me do that. I'm That's why. I'm glad to hear that you, like, realized that and were just like, yeah, gotta just do that for myself. Like, that's yep. that's very good. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, maybe one day I'll do, like, a one-off stream if I feel like it. But, like, letting people into my world twice a week, every week, mm. on the date, like, the regular, and have them interact with me in real time, I was like... I don't like this, mm. and I shan't do it any longer. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, check check out Mika <laughs> and all that shit. And again, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Dude, thank you. It's been such a delight catching up with you. I, I can't wait until we either get to hang out and play board games or like run across a convention hall at each other full speed. Hell yeah. <laughs>